very good evening to episode three of our decomposing podcast. I still get, I still kind of get a bit of a kick from saying that. Actually, how are you, Mister Ad Lane? My flagrant and fragrant, fragrant is the word I'm looking for. Fragrant co-host. Do you know what? I'm I'm doing I'm doing pretty good today. Uh, this has been a this has been a a good hay fever free day, which is a good day for me. Uh, and and you're not remotely sneezy, which is which is impressive. I'm not sneezy. I haven't got a cold. Don't have COVID. I haven't got any aches. I haven't got any chills. Uh, this is this is a good day. I'm really happy. <laughs> Excellent. I feel like I'm being interviewed. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. So where do you see friend? where do you see Damn yourself in five years? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so before we get into this, um, as always, uh, you can contact us at decomposedpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure uh, if you are listening to podcasts, uh, you let us know what you think, if what you hate, any suggestions, if you want to be on the show, anything you want, really, because we are very random on the show. Uh, if you're listening for the first time, warm welcome. This is what we do. We randomly talk for an hour and a half about a subject which we may or may not stay on or go off completely on the tangent, unscripted unrehearsed as you can probably tell so this week we decided we were going to talk about um uh, sort of water films yeah i mean we, we've, we've done horror we've we've done sci-fi um and yeah i mean like it doesn't have to just be like water-based horror it's uh you know anything water-based anything that's got water in it it's, even somebody running a bath we could talk about that if you want Okay, that's pretty much every single film. Someone going to the toilet and flushing the chain. That's a water film. I think we need to just narrow our, our sights a little bit. So I, I was reading this as, as um, water in any form. Could be ice, uh, yeah. could be steam, but, but mainly yeah. bodies of water that cause significant danger to life. Or, or... I mean, You want to go to the dark side of, of uh, water-themed Yeah. Movies. Yeah. Or, or, okay. or, or water that is significant to the to the overall story. So we'll talk about water worlds, not particularly horror, unless you're actually one of the producers and it is absolutely horrific. Um, or your or your or your Costner's ex-wife. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah. So Jaws, Deep Blue Sea, Titanic. We'll talk about Titanic probably because you know why, where we like to go with Titanic. Yeah, the Abyss. Oh, oh the Abyss. Yeah. Terrifying, terrifying Ju- film. Deep Blue Sea, yeah, horrific film in every single way. Um, yeah, I, I like this. You know, I, I was saying to you before, wasn't I? I find um, that whether it's because of the innate human issue with drowning um, or waterboarding or anything else like that, uh, it, it's just I find water at, at that level. You know, when it's when it's kind of threatening unstoppable force that it is you know tsunamis kind of leveling cities in these horrific made for tv amazon prime tv movies that i've been watching of late um far more damaging far more unstoppable far more scary than fire yeah for, for me you know like if if you know we, we discussed uh you know like space horror space sci-fi horror on on last week's show uh, this this is kind of very similar. Like you, you know, you've got you know, like uh, films that have un, underwater, you know, like bases and scientific kind of laboratories and things like that where things go wrong and they're trapped. And 
I think it's because it's a little bit more realistic than than, than being either on a spaceship or you know or, or something that's a, the, above the earth. It, you could, even as a tourist, be on something that's 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 below the water. Um, it's it's a lot more it's a lot more believable, and I guess that's what makes it so scary. Like what is it, Jaws uh, Jaws three, wasn't it? Where it was a tourist attraction, <laughs> they're below the water, and yeah, I mean. It's things like that. Yeah, the slow motion, unbelievable shark goes towards the the tube channel where poor Dennis Quaid is is trying to get, and they're like all it's reacting, so, and it's all like really slow motions or reactions. This shark comes towards, goes straight through the tube, and and they're like, and all the water comes in, and they're, they're all reacting. And the reason it's so slow motion is that the special effects were so rubbish. The only yeah. way they could bring any level of tension is by doing it all slow motion. And only 4K is going to save that film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 4K is not going to save Jaws 4, though, is it? I don't know. I don't know. Didn't you say that you had a new appreciation for Jaws 4? No, I said I had a new appreciation for Crystal, Crystal Skull. Ah, yes. Yes. But, yeah, but, but you know, it, it gets everywhere. It's unstoppable. You have to have total watertight. You lose any of your seal around your watertight doors and things. Yeah. You know, it's game over, man. It's game over. Yeah, I mean, was you was you following the, the, the story of the Titan? Yeah. As it, yeah. As it, was, it was unfolding. Because I don't know about you, but I... Like, I didn't know. I didn't know anything about submersibles um, until... Uh, I mean, I knew a little bit. I knew James Cameron, uh, you know, had done a lot of uh, expeditions to the Titanic and things. I didn't realise to what extent that this man and how many years he's put into mm. uh, underwater exploration. Uh, it's, and it's only because of what happened to the Titan did I then take an interest because there's that, there's that fear. I mean, I don't know about you, but the fear of going somewhere quite far down and it imploding that right there is a brand new fear that I didn't even know I had I know. until that happened. And, and it's it's I'm terrified of it. Yeah, it, it, it was it was horrific, a horrible, horrible loss of life. Um and I'd read I'd read stories that the 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 deeper, darker levels of the ocean are still un, unreached, un, uncharted, and un, 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 unreachable because of the yeah. level of pressure. You know the bends issues with the bends and things, and the more you think about this subject, the more scary it becomes. Yeah, for me, I, um, uh, you know, once I took a little bit of a, a morbid interest after the the, the, the the Titan imploded, I I started to learn a lot more about submersibles, and and even James Cameron. I just had a you know I found a couple of his documentaries, one of which where he went and made a, like a world record of like the deepest anybody has ever gone, which is, you know, if, if you think about where the Titanic uh, lays, I think it was uh, 12,000. Uh, James Cameron ended up going 33,000 uh, feet. It's feet feet down, isn't it? Yeah. 33,000 yeah. feet. Um, <laughs> they want to say metres and, you know, go in completely the wrong direction. <laughs> So, so he, I, I, you know, I was never good at mathematics, so I don't know. Could, no, I, I don't think that's very deep, actually. Centimeters, for all I know. Centimeters? 
what two <laughs> two two thousand centimeters under the sea would be a rubbish film, wouldn't it? I'm fairly sure even I could set that record uh, if I if I just if I just uh, if I if I just sunk down because I don't I don't float for some bizarre reason, uh, <laughs> which is another one of my another one of my fears of, of water. I, I'm not one of those normal people that when you go in the water, uh, you can float and save yourself even by just float. I don't float. I go right down. See, I, I think we've all got this. This is why we've got this fascination with it. So, so I, I, my my fear of this um, un, unknowability of water and its unpredictability started yeah. actually very, very close to about probably a ten minute drive from where I am right now, uh, up at Christchurch. Um, and and where my um, where my so I used to live, visit this area. My, my grandparents used to, to have a, a bungalow here, and that was their local beach. So you'd walk through. Now, it, the beaches, we're very blessed here. The beaches are beautiful, sandy, gorgeous, um, and, 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 and lovely. Um, now, Christchurch Beach has, uh, and, and obviously the sea area, has a shelf. So if you don't know what that is, it is literally what, it, what you think it is. It, it, it's like you, get, you, you can be kind of like walking out into into the sea and there's a mm -hmm. massive drop yeah and you uh, can't stop it no and there's no warning it's not like graded it's it's yeah. like shallow shallow drowning yeah um, now uh, that that's quite that's quite scary if you lose your footing in the sea as an adult but as a yeah. as a five or six year old kid when you're walking along and suddenly you are literally under the water and a lot under the water that's a very yeah. scary place to be and because it's yeah. sand you sink into it so you can't yeah. find your feet that shelf is really dangerous and is this what happened to you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. after all you, yeah you experienced this was why would you even say it <laughs> No, I read about it. No, I, yeah, and, and it's well, scary, that feeling of uncontrolled fear that you've just lost yeah. your footing, you can't get yeah. it back, and you are a lot under the water. Uh, and I'm never these one of these people, I'm always fascinated by people who can see in salty water with their eyes open. I never go into the sea underwater with my eyes, eyes open. No. And goggles always leaked. So I yeah. can't see because my eyes are shut and I don't open them, and I am under the water, and I'm trying to get my feet, and I'm scrabbling around. Horrific. Did did you ever learn to swim? Oh, I can swim. That's the thing. I can you swim. Can but swim. when when you're you're not right. swimming, when you're stepping, you're stepping, then you no. lose your footing. That that isn't yeah. swimming. And and you're scrabbling around, and you're in raw panic. So everything you remembered, everything you've learned about swimming, yeah. just goes out of your head. So oh, I'll just yeah. scull for a bit. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. that stupid thing when you have to do at school, where you have to go in in your pajamas and dive down for a brick. Why? Why did they make you do it in your pajamas? Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Why did it have to be in your pajamas? And that's not normal. In what situation is that going to be a lie? I know there's a brick down there that no one else can get. I did some training when I was in primary school. I'll dive down. Have you got my pajamas with you? Sorry, can't do it. <laughs> if, if, <laughs> so if you don't have your pajamas and you cannot, you cannot reach the bottom. You cannot collect the brick. No, it's ridiculous. Why was it important? I was in pajamas. I've, I've, yeah, I'm. I, I don't think that's. I don't think that's normal protocol. I think you went to a special school. I, I did go to a special school, yeah. <laughs> and my pajamas weren't exactly fashionable because they were at least third hand. So this was a shameful moment in my life that was attributed to water. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, 
we can move along. I can see it's making you uncomfortable. Well, I don't know why I just said that on our third podcast where we're supposed to be talking about water films. Which water no, no, films, no, no. Tony? This is, this is perfect because, you know, I, I think I think one of the best things about our show is, is when we sort of, you know, bring our own uh, fears and anxieties and our personalities in within uh, the show. So you and your issues with your, your childhood pyjamas and, and, and having to collect bricks uh, is, is essential to the show. It's not just the water, though, is it? It's dark, and there are weird things down there. Like, have you seen a pilot fish? That's hang weird. On a second, hang on a second. Where was you doing your school training? Not, not in the... Not the Mediterranean Sea. I'm trying to move it on, you know. Oh, okay. I, I, so you've, you've, you've moved on 20 years. Now we've jumped a little bit later in your life. Yeah, so, so have, you, have you seen a pilot fish? What a weird thing that is! Is this like really ugly fish with a, with 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 a lamp like like that that it attracts things with? Yeah, yeah. What a weird thing! Just it's just once you start reaching the the, the bottom of of uh, you know of, of the ocean bed, it's just that it's ter- terrifying what what kind of creatures that are, that are swimming and floating and. Hobbling past, yeah. Hob- just... Hobbling, hobbling. Yeah, no, on, on, on the floor. I mean, it, they don't need to be swimming, do they? They could just be. They could just be. Like, you could have like the biggest fish spiders. Just fish spiders. I, I mean, there's a horror film there, isn't there? Yeah. You know, yeah. Go to the deepest depths of the ocean, and you'll encounter the, these these creatures that. Are, I mean, you'd you'd rather be you'd rather be attacked by aliens than than than. Oh, whatever these well, you're in the Meg territory, aren't you? Or, or the bit where where someone opens a fissure by mistake just by sticking their stupid noses in places and lets out an, an ancient race of piranha, and all of a sudden everybody's getting bits of them chopped off and eaten. I think that 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 was the the Meg uh, plot, wasn't it? Yeah, where it was, they went yeah. so they went so low they they managed to open up something like a prehistoric. <laughs> Historic shark dived through this porthole. This yeah. multiverse shark. For, for one beautiful moment there, I thought you were going to say something fishy. <laughs> <laughs> That'd have been great. Oh no! But but it's 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 that fear, isn't it? It's 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 what Jaws builds on. It's Jaws builds on this unknowable, unseeable, huge killing machine that literally comes out of nowhere and 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 eats everything inside and then disappears off again. But films like Jaws, you, you can watch you can watch Jaws and, and things like that, and and you don't even know that you have a fear of something like like Jaws. I, I didn't know I had a fear of sharks till I saw Jaws. Um, you know what else have we got? Uh, the Abyss. I didn't I didn't know I had a fear of of drowning until I saw The Abyss. Titanic. I didn't know I had a fear of big boats until I saw Titanic. Like these these are the kind of films. Where you don't even realise you have a fear and anxiety till you watch the film, and then all of a sudden you can just add that to your list. If you ever see a therapist, but it's, it in, it's interesting. Those three films have at its core the common, the same fear: uncontrollable, yeah. Um, yeah. unstoppable, uh, and unseeable. Un- and Jaws yeah. tagline: "Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, I never thought it was safe to go in the water in the first place." I, I don't even think it's safe to go in a swimming pool where there's lifeguards that could save me at a moment's notice. 
Well, I tell you the danger of going to to a swimming pool. You get idiots like me who stick a, a, a semi melted Twix bar in the in the swimming pool. All of a sudden, the whole thing's being flushed out for 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 hygiene purposes because you know what a Twix bar looks like when it's a bit melted. Uh, I, I've I've got a follow up question, and my follow up question is: <laughs> or, or, as or an pe- adult, a picnic you, bar's better. Do you dive Do you dive in um, in your pajamas as an adult? No, I don't. I don't. I don't, I, I rarely go in the water now because these films have traumatised me. So yeah, but you're right. You're right. The, the, so Jaws, obviously, you know, I I, I f- I'm weird though for many reasons. I watch I know, Jaws, I, I still watch Jaws, and I feel sorry for the shark. I mean, you feel sorry for practical effects. It's not even, it's not even a real thing. No, but the, but the concept behind it, I feel sorry for the shark. It's just doing what it's designed to do. As, as, um, as uh, oh, what's his name? Richard Dreyfuss's character. I've done one of those things where I've forgotten a key character again. Hooper. Hooper, as Hooper says, all this thing does is swim, eat, uh, and make little sharks. It's just what it's designed to do, and they they yeah. they vilify living it. Life. Yeah, yeah, it's living yeah. The, it's living the sharky dream. Um, it's living its best life. <laughs> living the sharky dream, and then this this idiot police guy, smile, you son of a. And then blows it out of the water, and there's that horrible bit where all the gore and and the, and the little shark fin beautifully is cutting through it, and he's thinking, "Oh, it's dead. Oh, there, its fin goes really dejectedly. Oh, always felt sorry for the shark." Yeah, no, I mean, I know it. I like, I understand what you're saying, um, but but you know, as as Jaws points out very well. Um, that shark is just going to just gobble up loads of kids, uh, which is a no-no. Now, if the shark is <laughs> a no-no, no shark, no. If the shark has stayed in its own neck of the woods, <laughs> which is a, which is a different genre. <laughs> that's land shark. That, yeah, that's. I mean, that's Sharknado territory. Have it? you seen Land Shark? No, no, is that a thing? It's a film. It's awful. Land shark. Well. I mean, what we should do is is get the list of all of these sci-fi, uh, these sci-fi channel Sharknado type movies because some of the titles are genius. I mean, I, I want to see all of them because of the posters and the titles. Don't, alike. don't watch Land Shark. It's not technically a water film, but the shark attacks people while they're on the toilet. I'm gonna have to. Um, I'm gonna have to get the poster. It's uh, on so. Amazon Prime. It's 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 really oh, terrible. What? Oh, okay. You can quite easily watch it then, is that what you're saying? Yeah. So it's yeah, called it, Land Shark, is it? Land it, it's, it's one of those films that, that is so bad they had to resort to gratuitous nudity, and by nudity I mean boobies, um, to, to try and engage people's interest. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, sci, that's sci-fi, that's sci-fi, uh, sci-fi channel's main way of enticing you in, isn't it? I mean, Land Shark, there's a post of it, uh, a, wim- a woman sunbathing with her legs, and it's and it's basically trying to. It's it's going. F- it's like tremors. It's it's like going through the sand yeah. to attack. Yeah, it, it, um, it's very bad. Yeah, but we, we talked about this before. The posters always look good, don't they? <laughs> I, I'm going to get tricked again, aren't I? Yeah, um, yeah I've warned you two, as well. It's a two point three. I, I don't know what is exciting me more. 
uh, the name Landshark, the poster, which looks incredible. The fact it's a 2.3. So I know that this is not going to be a James Cameron special. Oh, wow, here's the trailer. The trailer's just come up. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Oh, you, you're, catching, you're catching my... I'm not even... No. Oh, this, That's bad even for oh, you, isn't it? I just saw the CGI... I just ah, oh. no, it's terrible, isn't it? See, see, this this is the best part. Let's 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 do a podcast recording Tony watching a vid, a video or a trailer of Landshark Maybe. and his reaction. Uh, uh, oh, I mean, yeah. Once again, I've been had. I've I been warned had. you. I know. I, I know. Usually, when I see a rating under three, I get excited because I, I I like I like really. You know, I so turned bad, this one off. This was, this was not bad. It was good. This was just bad. Yeah, no, I've, I've encountered a few of those. So, um, but see, this is you get two things for one with, with, with creature features in water. You get the water, which can kill you, and the thing what lives in the water, which can also kill you. Do you know what I think is... is is you know why these these uh, these two bit uh, shark films are doing so well? Obviously, obviously the Sci Fi Channel you know puts a little bit more money into it than, than like Land Shark, which obviously yes. had you know I think I think somebody was obviously paying them. Um, I think that was done on my child's um, pocket money. Ask me how much pocket money he gets, Tony. Ask me. Oh, how much? None. Right. Okay, so that that, that sounds. He about doesn't right. do enough jobs. We try and encourage him to do jobs around the house. He doesn't do any, so we don't give him any pocket money. You see, that's a horrible parent thing, isn't it? But otherwise, we're just giving him free money. Where do you get yeah, free money in life nowadays? No, I think I, you know, I, I'm I'm the same. I'm I'm on the the the, the belief that that you know, like my girls don't get anything unless unless they've done something to to to, to warrant it. So no, I'm I'm exactly. I mean, I'm in a. I'm in a grumpy middle-aged state, so I'm, I'm the same. They're not going to just get money thrown at them. Um, but yeah, the, the, the reason why these these films are doing doing well um, because the the whole comedic uh, premise behind these films is poor CGI. If you don't have a budget, all you're going to have is poor CGI. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw one called Birdemic, which I think is <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, obviously based on birds, uh, you know, Alfred Hitchcock's birds, um, but with the worst CGI birds coming down and attacking people you could ever see in your life. Now, it's it's one of those ones where it is actually so bad it's hilarious because once you start seeing these really poor CGI birds coming down, you just want to see more of them. Um <laughs> And I think that's 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 where we're at now. Like, you, if you don't want to watch Schindler's List and you know Titanic and Alien and Aliens and the, like these all these amazing films that are in like the the IMDb top ten or top hundred, these are the other films. These are on the other side. Sharknados and Megla Shark versus Megaroni Shark. Megaroni. <laughs> That sounds like a really weird pasta dish, doesn't okay, it? What have you got say, for dinner tonight? Food. Megaroni. Oh, no. <laughs> I was going to say Megaloony, uh, but it, uh, I wasn't. my brain wasn't fast enough to come out with that. Right, well, um, yeah. It, that's it, why they're doing so well, because you don't need a budget. You don't need actors. You don't need a story. You don't need anything. You, like me and you, right here, right now, 
using using our own you know uh, uh, video chat we could create a film and insert cgi birds attacking you cgi sharks attacking me and we could make it last an hour and a half and i bet you we could sell it to the sci-fi channel they probably buy it as well there are yeah. honorable exceptions i want to mention one of them uh, and its sequel actually 47 meters down is incredible that doesn't sound like a Sharknado film. That sounds like a high quality, uh, you know, quite quite a decent budget film. I've seen it, the poster for it. Yeah, it, it is. It, it is. But but the premise is basically two two very attractive girls uh, are stuck in a in a in a shark cage. Guess how far they are down, Tony? Uh, they better be forty seven centimeters down because anything are, more, than that, I'm going to get a little bit nervous. They are they are forty seven meters down. Yes, you were. When I say you were nearly right, you were very wrong. Um, and, and, and in a shark cage. Now, um, and, and the tension builds is incredible. Now, I don't feel sorry for either of the girls for one very simple reason. And it's the same reason that Quint had an issue with Hooper. Um, shark cage. Put shark in water. He goes in the water. Shark goes in water. Shark's in the water. Shark cage. Man equals takeaway. You know. Anybody that does that is just asking for trouble, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, am I am I am I, am I right in thinking that um, you know it's like a bit of a touristy thing to do, like you know, um, a, a bit like the Titan. It's that kind of thing where they're sending like people that have paid to go into a cage and then down. To experience close up with the, with the shark, but then they're really surprised when something awful happens, and you're like, okay, this 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 is like this is why I don't drive a motorbike. Okay, this is the reason I don't drive a motorbike. It's because bad things happen to me. Um, I drive very carefully. I go over an oil slick, and I break two of my fingers. You know, um, uh, this. So if I went into a shark cage. I'd probably kind of trip and die before I got in it because I'd brain myself something. But if I got in the water, there would be yeah. the biggest number of sharks. I don't know if sharks do go south to the winter or something. You know, they don't. I, I know that they can be territorial, but there would be this big. And then the news would be like Daniel White, a uh, very white, pale English man, went into a wearing shark pajamas. cage. Yeah, wearing pajamas, <laughs> trying to find his brick, whatever that meant. <laughs> Went into a shark cage last night and got deluged by the biggest number of sharks, all different species in one area that the world has seen ever. We are still yet to find a single part of Daniel White that is left. That's what would happen to me. And do you know what the headline would be? He was only 47 centimetres down. Yeah, yeah. I put one <laughs> foot... That's why I don't go to Australia. Everything kills you in Australia. Everything is poisonous or is going to kill you. You, I put one foot, one little toesy-woesy. Yeah. You'd lose the, the... Yeah, I'm the same. I'd lose my toe. The so, so, no, it isn't the touristy thing you do. What you do in a touristy thing is you go, so go and buy some rubbish, uh, rubbish card or some rubbish souvenir or a stupid T-shirt and you go and burn yourself on the beach for two weeks. You don't go into a shark cage. It's it's it's, it's yeah, it's true. It's, it's, it's you know, it's one of my one of my biggest fears in a film. Just yeah. Oh, but there's part yeah, of you no, thinking you're stupid. It? You deserve to die. I'm just waiting to see how long it before it happens. 
but it's no different to uh, a, a, you know any any type of adventurer you know climbing the craziest mountains like Everest. Well, they're stupid he, as well, aren't they? Seekers. They're he's stupid filthy. as well. Yeah. So so why did you climb Everest and nearly die? Because it was there. Because it was there. Why did you get in a car? Why did you get in a shark cage? Because it's there. Yeah. Why? Why did you? Oh, these people need to be saved from themselves. But if they were saved from themselves, I wouldn't have to laugh at them because they wouldn't be on film. So you know, this is a great genre of films. Look at Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue. I, I, I quite like Deep Blue Sea. I don't like the CGI, but I I like everything else about it. Yeah, I do as well. I, but Deep Blue Sea is a classic example of of people who are too intelligent for their own good making really stupid decisions. Let's make sharks really intelligent. Let's boost their <laughs> intelligence to the level that is almost problem solving, and then see what happens. Ugh! I mean, sharks are intelligent anyway, so. Well, some of them are. Don't you think the hammerhead, a hammerhead shark, always looks really stupid? Like, the. I, I would have to get my shark book out to know what a hammerhead shark is. I'll show you a picture. They look really stupid. And there's that, that, that shark, the basking shark, shark. I feel sorry for basking sharks. You get them off the coast in Bournemouth. Um, they just spend their entire lives with their mouths permanently open. So they look like a gullible, stupid, gormless teenager. <laughs> oh. What did you eat that for? I could not. My mouth was open. But do you think that maybe one of the reasons why Deep Blue Sea didn't do as well with people like me and you, because we love Jaws so much. Like, Jaws is our go-to oh. shark film. Oh, yeah. You, That's you, not yeah. an intelligent shark, is it? It's just going to headbutt. Yeah. Shark yeah, it's just going to go, duh. Oh, duh. It's just going to hit the floor wall. It's not going to really yes. do anything. Giles, get your stupid hammerhead out of my face, you muppet. <laughs> But I think I think that's why I think that's why um, Deep Blue Sea was a tough sell because we'd grown up on Jaws. We loved Jaws. Jaws is the go-to shark film, and then you have a CGI orientated shark film um, that wants to be a more aggressive version of Jaws. Um, but I think it's the the poor CGI that just just lets it down. I mean, and it's one of my favourite, one of my favourite directors as well, Rennie Harlan. Oh, I, no. I love Rennie Harlan's work; it's brilliant. But it's just, I don't know, it just sort of seemed a little bit too, a little bit too cartoon. I mean, I know it's only nineteen ninety nine, and CGI had only, you know, had only been going for about five or six years, so it's still at the very early stages of it. But it just, it was the CGI that felt a little bit flat. I missed, I missed seeing. A, a, a rubber shark that didn't look like a real shark. I, I missed that rather than having a cartoon shark going around. Yeah, you missed the bendy bit and the I bit missed, where. Yeah, I missed it not working right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, the, <laughs> and, and the bits where, where for no reason at all the shark's opening its mouth, where really it only opens its mouth when it's going to attack something. You see, and, this, you see this in Jaws 4. The shark just walk, walk, wanders around and is going. Yeah. And and don't forget, the reason why Jaws is so amazing is because it didn't work, and they 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 built the tension, so you you very rarely saw the shark. Deep Blue Sea goes the other way. From the opening, you mm. see these CGI sharks all being all you know intelligent and crazy, and you know, 
you've got shark overkill. <laughs> it's stupid as well. So the bit, the opening where where the stupid teenagers are, are messing around on their boat, and, and the the big shark, and you get all the build up and stuff, and then then you, your man uh, lassoes him, punctures him, and he's about to eat that little kid or so that wasn't a little kid, a girl or whatever, in a bikini, yeah. um, and and it's about to go, like, and it gets dragged backwards. So he's like, oh. <laughs> and it's just like that sets the level I mean Samuel L. Jackson kind of saves it I like the fact he gets eaten halfway through his big Samuel L. Jackson speech yeah but yeah, yeah that, that it, it, the tension builds and and, yeah. and and I can even manage the whole shark intelligent trying to flood the base so they can escape so they can get over the wall thing but the sharks are rubbish and they're not scary I mean, if I was if I was to describe Deep Blue Sea, I would say that um, Jaws is your alien, and Deep Blue Sea is your aliens. <laughs> it's a full on action film. Renny Harlan is an action film director. Um, he he doesn't quite know how to do much else, um, but but his action sequences are brilliant. Um, I just I just feel like Deep Blue Sea is 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 more like Aliens in that it's a it's a full blown action film. As opposed to like Jaws being your alien, being a you know a full on suspenseful uh, horror thriller thing. Yeah, and and, and that's the problem. Uh, uh, there are some great water based um, sort of disaster films that are made for TV, and just the volume of water, kind of like leveling cities and tsunamis and stuff, yeah. it's just it's just impressive. Um, but there's only so much of that that can carry the film before you start realising that the dialogue and the acting is absolutely shocking. I think Deep Impact had a, a really scary sequence where the, the, the waves were, you know, like 100 plus feet. In, I was going to say centimetres again. <laughs> <laughs> That's dirt. Imagine that. Oh, no, we've got, we got 100 centimetre waves coming out. In fact, isn't that what we usually have? Yeah, that's actually a small wave, a hundred centimeters. It's not even a wave. That's no. just a, it's just a ripple in the water. So yeah, um, Deep Impact did a did a great job with, and, and Deep Impact was was uh, either late nineties, early two thousands. So again, you know, right at the beginning stage of of, or is it night, maybe ninety eight or something like that. Um, so it was a, still at the very early stages of CGI. Yeah, um, but I. I I seem to remember them doing it better. Yeah, they wanted well, a bigger budget, and they had actually had people yeah. to act as well. And and yeah, so so you've you've got these sort of things. So you mentioned Sharknado, and I love Sharknado. It knows what I it do. is. It I stays do. in its lane. It says, "Look, this is what happens when you when you kind of like whip up a load of sharks and throw them at people." It's just really funny. Do you know, Sharknado is is very much um, a very similar beast to to your paranormal activity movies yeah. in the way that they have gone out of their way to make it look like they haven't spent a penny on it. Um, and yet, and maybe with the first Sharknado, they probably only spent like half a million or so. But I know the budgets got bigger as each one went on because it just became this this success, this, this, you know, riding this wave of success on, you know, in the fans of really bad movies and, um, you know, and, and their budgets was, was climbing like into the millions. And yet when you watch them, 
it just feels like they they really they, they haven't put any money into it. Now that is an art form. And Troma are experts at that. Yeah, it was. And they were trading off just how bad people hated on the films. Like the third <laughs> yeah. one. Third one's called Sharknado 3. Oh, hell no. <laughs> the titles, the titles. Uh, yeah, what's Sharknado 5 Global Swarming? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, oh. it's brilliant. They're, they're, they're exactly what you expect. You turn up and just laugh yourself silly at them. As, as silly people and uh, quite obnoxious people get really nasty killer sharks thrown at them. It's just what, what is not to love about that. And it also odd casting as well. Um, yeah, the Hoff's in it. Well, I was going to say, and I, 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 can't, I can Ian something um, from Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. Yeah, he he was he was uh, the, the the lead, basically the hero and and the main lead for all of the Sharknado films. And he and he's brilliant. He's great. And it's and it's a, a good opportunity for somebody who obviously hasn't been given. Uh, you know the opportunity they deserve when they leave uh, Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. I bet he never in a million years thought, oh, after nine hundred two one zero, I'm going to star in a so bad it's amazing uh, CGI shark franchise. See, he's uh, not but, taking it seriously at all, is he? No, no, just, just like the Hoff when he does things like this. <laughs> no, I'll tell you the person who makes it funny who is taking it seriously. Tara Reid, who can't act her way out of a no. paper bag, she's playing no. that straight. She's she 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 don't know how else to play it. Um, she's basically playing the same character she did in American Pie, um, and every everything she's yeah. ever done. So what I makes it funny is that this whole film is 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 based on a massive tongue in cheek. We know this is bad. We want you to hate it. We want you to hate it so much you turn into loving it. This is so awful. And there's yeah. Tara Reid playing it straight, like it's a serious piece of serious film, and that's hilarious to me. Every time she's on screen, she's so serious. And it's like you I mean, are. You know what that is, though, don't you? Because um, it, it's it's what it's what they did with the original airplane film, yeah, um, with Leslie Nielsen, yeah, being so straight. But it's that with no self awareness yeah. of the fact that she's being ripped to shreds and taken the Mickey out of because she's she's a serious actress now. And if you see interviews with her, she thinks yeah. this is great, and you're like, you yeah. are a laughing stock. You can't act. You are famous for being terrible in a terrible film. Um, yeah. And I love that. There's a beauty about that. I remember when I first saw the first Sharknado film, and I, and I saw that it was the guy from uh, Beverly Hills 90210. And I was a big Beverly Hills uh, fan back in the day. So this was, you know, this was this was great. See, and he hadn't aged. You know, he's he's one of those typical, uh, you know, Michael J. Fox people that just does not age. And uh, he, so so when you get him him in this franchise and then Tara Reid who had done pretty well out of uh, the American Pie franchise it, it felt like such odd casting you know like they'd actually got an A-lister to some degree anyway and some to some degree an A-lister in this so bad it, it could be amazing franchise it's very confusing yeah, it is. But I love those films. Uh, if they're ever on, I'm waiting to be able to, um, to 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 get a hold of the box set on 4K because if they ever do that, that's going to be amazing. 
yeah, if they if they do that, I'm in as well. I don't think they will, but <laughs> <laughs> they probably only shot it on video, so <laughs> just to save some money. Yeah, probably. So yeah, it to four uh, K. It's just, it's just, but but the whole concept of these of these weird sharks being sucked out of the water and then spat out everywhere is incredible. <laughs> and there's so many, there's so many of this of, of this genre, um, you know. And I think I, one of the first films that I saw that wasn't, you know, like 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 Jaws or or Deep Blue Sea or any of those kind, of, you know, Sharknado definitely um, was one called Open Water, which I, I like guess, that. Yeah, me too. Me too. Very independent film, very easy to shoot. Um, and I guess it's a little bit like uh, your 47 metres down one, isn't it? Where you've got these two, uh, I can't remember, two two women. Mm. Uh, again, I think it was the two women. And they're, uh, for whatever reason, they're just floating in the ocean. Um, and, you know, it's a very independent film, very low budget. But they knew how to make it work. It It just relied on building up the atmosphere of, there are sharks below them. How are you going to survive this? And th- these two characters keeping each other uh, going, you know, during this 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 horrible experience. And there aren't I, many I, moments I, I, where you see much of the shark. It it, it builds, it borrows yeah. hugely from the sense of, of less is more from Jaws. Yeah, definitely. Because it builds up on the isolation and the, and the tension. Yeah. And and I mean deep blue, uh, not deep blue sea. The, the the abyss. That's that's about the unseen, the dark. You know what could lurk there? Because there aren't many attacks. That it's the claustrophobia as well, isn't it? That gets you. Yeah, I mean with the the abyss, it, you know, it's a little bit more. Well, it's James Cameron, so it's it's all about going to the because um, he he was obsessed with uh, going as far down as as you could possibly go. Because you just don't know what's down there, you know. And he always had it in his head that, oh, maybe there's aliens. You know, if you go so far down, maybe there's some sort of alien species down there. And I think that's where the abyss more goes. You know, it goes to a place where, you know, a lot more uh, science fiction, uh, as opposed to a lot of these films that we've watched, where they're just, you know, shark is the enemy. Uh, whereas the abyss, it's, 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 you know, it's an alien life form that. Uh, that, that is down there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and then so so then moving away from these sort of these sort of films, which we love, and just makes me want to go yeah. back and find some really awful shark based films to watch. <laughs> um, Waterworld. Now, Waterworld. Yeah. I like Waterworld, but yeah, Kevin Costner never learned from anything that uh, Spielberg went through, did he? he? He can't have even read about it. I think I read somewhere that, that Spielberg had had pre-warned uh, Costner. Uh, you know, like like with, with Jaws, there was only I don't know, like a quarter of the movie that that is that they had to film on the water, um, as opposed to Waterworld, where it is literally the whole film uh, to some degree on sets on the water. Um, I mean, he must have been out of his head um, in in an egotistical way because 
he must have been advised by everybody that it's the worst idea that you could ever have. Well, Spielberg chose Martha's Vineyard because it is possible, it's probably one of the only places you can film um, something which is supposed to be far out to sea and be literally yeah. just off the coastline because it's landlocked yeah. or not yeah. landlocked the way that it is. And they still had problems. And yeah. what was Kevin Costa thinking? That was never going to come in on budget, was it? No, and I, I, I think you know when you get somebody like Kevin Costner, um, there is an ego that you know it's almost like a, a god complex. Like if if I've got the money, I can do whatever I want, and this will be successful. This will be the biggest film ever made. And, and I think Kevin Costner had got to a point where he'd had some some really big hits. He'd won his Oscars, and he was just convinced that he could make the greatest, biggest action film of all time. The fact it's all, it's Mad Max on water. Uh, it's never been done before. And I think it's like an arrogance and an ego took over. And, and that's why he, he he tried to do the impossible. Yeah, and, and I, I get that. You know, creativity, we have to reach you have for to the go impossible. Bigger, yeah? yeah, and you yeah. have to reach for and, and the more people that tell you you can't do it, the more... The more you probably makes, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but there are surely some exceptions to that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he just um I don't think he cared. I think he maybe he's a little bit of a a, a Tom Cruise in that Tom Cruise um has to put in, you know, like two or three death defying stunts into his films. Um and I think Kevin Costner's maybe got a little bit of that not to the same degree of life threatening but more of I want to make the biggest action film of all time and I want to put it on water. And and it just, you know, like common sense goes out the window, doesn't it? The thing is, I, I, I like it, but it's not a great film. There's no, not much not. plot, really. His character's terrible. Yeah. So like, it, like it's an anti-hero, but it's an he's annoying as this anti-hero. <laughs> Not Kevin Costner, but you know, you, you had me at you know, with the postman, which again was a bit of an annoying character, but I love post-apocalyptic films. Um, but yeah, it's not. He's he's not. He's not a, a fascinating character to, to kind of work through the film. It just. Um, I think it's one of the biggest budget, so bad it's amazing films. Yeah, I mean, even Dennis Hopper can't save it, and he's incredible in stuff he wants. And he's got an eye patch. I know, I know. <laughs> Doesn't help with his aiming to try to kill Kevin but Costner. It, it feels like when you watch Waterworld that 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 he was. It, it's like Waterworld became uh, Costner's white whale. You know, he's like Captain yeah. Ahab, um, yeah. which works in all sorts of connotations in this show. I'm quite pleased that that just popped into my head. You know, he was so so convinced that this was going to be a success just because he could prove he could do it. So yeah. you, must, you must want the tagline to be, you thought he couldn't make a film on water, you were wrong. You know, and that's what, oh, people got to see this film. He made it in water, you know, and, and bow down at the temple of uh, and, the, and the throne of Costner because, and he failed. And, he, I mean, how much, how, right, do, do you know how much it cost to make? Uh, at the time, it was the most expensive film ever made. And I've got a feeling it was $100 million. Which is nothing now, but yeah. Which is nothing now, but um, but in those days, 
you know, the, the, the most expensive film was probably about 60 or 70, maybe 80 at a push. So for them to go just slightly over 100, 100 million, um, and, and a lot of that money was also Costner's own money as well because it had gone so over. I don't know if you read about it, but they, they'd been shooting for a while and all of the sets, they're, 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 all the main sets had to be rebuilt because of a storm. A storm yeah. took out the majority of their, their, their pre-built sets. So they had to, they had to rebuild them, which cost a fortune, um, you know, to, to get back in the game. So, and, and it just, you know, and it just, everything kept going wrong during filming. Yeah, of course, it's in water. Uh, and they just, they just had to keep putting more and more money into it. And so he kept putting money into it. Uh, and he ended up losing his, his marriage over the film, which is not a surprise. I mean, I get stressed out when the car's not working. Now, imagine having a $100 million film not working. Um, you know, it was, that kind of stress to, to take home with you. It was $175 million, and then when you factor in uh, distribution and marketing, 235 and it made 285 $265 million, uh, in, in box office growth, growth. It did break even. It uh, And... And 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 I was reading I was reading this article the other day. Uh, it was saying that it's seen as this massive bomb, this this disaster yeah. of film. And and actually, it's not. It eventually, over time, did make profit, probably because it's notor- notoriety. Ironically, it probably made money because yeah. of of the of the the fuss that was about it. But it, it it's seen as a failure because of the escalating costs that went way yeah. over budget. But you know, for a film to break even, we we know this, don't we? That that's yeah. kind of a success, not for Hollywood, but but it did over time make make profit. But it's the ego of Costner thinking that he can make this big thing with with no storyline that I could deter. Otherwise, oh, the whole world's got a water all over it. Well, yeah, and it was just Mad Max on water, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. I mean, at least with Mad Max. Um, he's a he, he he's an unhinged anti-hero, but he's fascinating. He like Mel Gibson plays it so well. Um, you you don't mind following him on his journey to find uh, diesel for his car or food for his dog. Whereas um, in, in Waterworld, his character's just so aggressive, so annoying um, that that you 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 kind of want him to dive into the water and not come back up and maybe the film just follow uh the, the the woman and the kid instead yeah it's bad every time he opens his mouth he says, oh shut up <laughs> yeah we get you don't like women um yeah, or, shut up. or yourself <laughs> it's just you know he's, he's a proper emo uh character isn't he <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe the first emo anti-hero character put in a film do you think Costner realised that he'd made the first thoroughly unlikable character in a film that had just, I mean, just disastrously gone wrong? Um, I don't know what he was thinking when, when he came up with that character. Because he's usually, usually he plays a very similar kind of character in, in all his films. That's why we like Kevin Costner films. Because he doesn't, he doesn't go too far from, you know, what we like. But Waterworld... He, he seemed to go as far as you could possibly go. I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. I can still watch it, um, but it's the action and and you know and Dennis Hopper and 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 on all the practical effects. I mean, 
it is a huge practical effects stunt explosion movie, and you know, and in four K, it's stunning. So, but it can't it can't make the story interesting. It doesn't. Four no, K is still bad. No, and 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 four K doesn't make Kevin Costner's character any less irritating. It doesn't at all. No, no. The you only you get criticised from the, the rest of yeah, it. The only performance I find more irritating is his action accent in JFK. What was yeah. that? No, no. Standing. What? 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 What did you say? Hmm. <laughs> I, I, I just. It's like never work with children and animals, and never work on water. And don't, yeah, don't, don't, yeah. I mean, what did he? He had there was children and water. Uh, don't, don't think there was any animals, so he, he dodged that bullet. And there, there is the factor as well: is the more of your film is based on water, the more miserable your cast and crew are going to be because they're wet all the time. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I mean look, I, I know we need to move on to Titanic. <laughs> Sorry, you know why I'm laughing. Well, well, before we move on to Titanic. Uh, there's a disaster film that I think deserves a, a very big honourable mention, uh, which you know certainly would have inspired Titanic, and that is the Poseidon Adventure. Oh, silly me! We couldn't. Re- yeah, you forget the now. Not the not the remake. The the original, not the remake. The original. I didn't mind. I didn't. I didn't mind uh, the the remake. Um, he hasn't got Gene Hackman yeah. sacrificing himself though, has it? <laughs> No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Oh, that's incredible! Uh, that bit. He's holding on to the winch, and he's, you know, and and you know he's going to die because he can't get off and on, and he's pulling it through. And you're thinking, uh, you, you're kind of like, you go there, man. Solidarity. Wouldn't do it myself, but you know, it's it's yeah. just the concept of a boat flipping by this weird freakish yeah. wave. And again, you know, I don't feel sorry for rich toffs. It's the same with Titanic. I feel sorry for the steerage people in these films. You know, they, they they have a bad life anyway. They're there because they're probably working their way across, serving the, the, the rich toffs. Rich toffs are, are, are parting away, then something awful happens. They're the ones that always end up surviving. You know, the thing that I love about the Poseidon adventure the most is the set design. Yeah, yeah, because incredible. Because you're trying to work out you know, like what? What does this look like if it if it was actually the right way up? Yeah, and, and it's not. You know, like um, the the all of the 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 the, the party goers. Like, what was it? it was set on like um, New Year's Eve, a big yeah. New Year's Eve party, um, and you and you've got them all hanging from the ceiling. You know, which is obviously the tables and things, um, and you're trying to work out what this room actually looks yeah. like yeah, it's yeah. the other way around. Do, you, do you do the thing where you're watching it like that I, yeah yeah i, I turn <laughs> my head and I'm thinking, that's that's what it that's what it looks like but the the sets are huge and it mm. just it's fascinating to, to for them to actually turn everything i'd never seen anything like that before where they had just turned the sets upside down I t- no a true story as a student. I was watching the Poseidon Adventure because it was on on Saturday afternoon or something, probably before Grandstand. Um, anyway, I was watching Poseidon Adventure, and I was doing that. I was watching it upside down. <laughs> yeah. And I was just standing, standing, kind of like, like leaning against the sofa with my head upside down. And my friend walked in. I think he'd been standing at the door for about five minutes. I had to kind of like right myself occasionally because the head, the blood was rushing to my head. 
and he's been standing there for five minutes, not saying a word. And then I caught. I said, "He said, what on earth are you doing? I've been standing here for five minutes watching it." And I said, perfectly honestly, because it was perfectly sensible to me. I said, "I'm watching the Poseidon Adventure," but I didn't explain why I was watching it like that because I thought it was obvious. You don't need to explain that. No, you said Poseidon Adventure. I know. I know you need to be upside down for it. Yeah, I wanted to see what the set looked like the right way up, and it was never yeah. the right way up. <laughs> no, I would have got that the second I walked into the room. Of course you would. Wouldn't we needed to say anything? We'd Not like, him, though. He, 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 go, yeah, of course. He thought I was uh, the weirdest thing, and he went around telling everybody that I was watching the Poseidon Adventure upside down. I mean, what? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it, it's an incredible film. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's one of those disaster films where everything just works great. The, the, the characters are great. The story is great. The action is great. It's all practical effects, obviously, because it's the 70s. Um, it's just, it's one of those films where they just got everything right. Unlike the return to the Poseidon adventure. Which felt like a cash-in. Yeah, <laughs> you think? It's like Grease 2. It, it, <laughs> But it still had uh, Gene Hackman, didn't it? Yeah. Which is not... It didn't save it. He spent it, the it? whole of his film counting his money. It was almost seeing him going around the corridor going, humpty dum, humpty dum. Yeah, the we, sequel was the one with Sally Field with him, wasn't it? They were they start on a little riverboat kind of thing. Um, and they're obviously looters. They're trying to, trying to, trying to loot these, these, old, uh, these old ships and... In fact, wasn't that the whole point of the story? They were, they were, they were trying to find a, a good loot. Yeah, it was just yeah. awful. It's also yeah, also bef good. before we move on to Titanic, I want to give a dishonourable mention to a film. Oh, okay, yeah, Speed Two. <laughs> Take I, I even say that on this show. <laughs> Take everything you love out of Speed, remove it, and stick it on the water. Which has no speed. No. I don't even think the boat was moving. And and, and give the, to the film the worst subtitle, Speed 2, Cruise Control. Yeah, which, which can only be used to describe Tom Cruise <laughs> when he's in Cruise Control oh, on his own movies. It was just, it was just, I was uh, so disappointed. Yeah, I, I think I mean that's 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 up there with uh, 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 Batman and Robin for me in disappointment level. Walk out the cinema level. Yeah. Not a fan. No, no. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. That's that's probably the the most perfect dishonor because that's a that's a studio film. Like that's not a that's not you know. Oh, Open Water did well. We'll make a sequel, and it's the worst thing ever. Poseidon Adventure sequel. Even that is still... I still like watching that. That Speed 2, I will never watch again in my life. It's a disappointment, you know. It's yeah, just... Nothing happened. It's, it's like it's moving from Exorcist to Exorcist 2. You know, what on earth was that? I mean, even Steven Seagal got it right. He, he went from under siege uh, on a boat uh, to a train, a moving train. Yeah. That's when you get it right. Yeah. Speed 2, no. No. Oh, poor William Defoe as well. I know, I know. The, 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 the just yeah, and, and Jason Patrick as as well, who I'm a big fan of. Um, 
they couldn't save it. No, it was doomed. It was just awful, 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 awfulness. So, yeah. anyway, Titanic. Now, why, the reason I, I segued from yeah. Titanic, the first yeah. scene that um, that Kate Winslet filmed in Titanic was the bit where she was underwater, um, yeah. tied up. You know, the bit where, where um, Jack's chained to the, the pipe and she's trying to get... She's, try, <laughs> she's trying to get the axe to hit in two places. And he's like, that's close enough. No, that's not close enough. That's going to take off your arm. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, Titanic is... I love it. Yeah. I love everything about it. I don't love the sex scene. That's really stupid. Um, but even that's got a cheesy wonderment about it. Let's fog this up and put the hand swipe down the car. Yeah, let's do that. It's got David Warner as some weird thug. Billy Zane. I love Billy Zane. Good to see Billy Zane in, in a in a big studio role, other than you know, like these these extra roles that they kept giving him. He's he's gone totally bald. He looks tremendous. Totally I know. Bald. Yeah, yeah. He's legend. All his time as well. Yeah, I find Leonardo DiCaprio annoying, but I know he dies at the end, so there's that kind of to look forward to. Yeah, and I think uh, you know, with, with Leonardo DiCaprio, this this was his Critters, uh, Critters <laughs> three era. You know, like he's you know, pretty boy, uh, got a slight shine of a of a good actor in there, and he knows it. He's got an agent that knows it. Um, you know, so this is this is a this is a an actor that was on his way up, and I could imagine Leonardo DiCaprio because he's 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 got one of the biggest egos on the planet. Oh, he's obnoxious, uh, which is fine. It's fair enough. It's not like I ever have to to like hang out with him and and tell him off for it. Um, but I could imagine he had it when he was cast for for Titanic. He nearly didn't get the role though because he refused to audition. Yeah, because he refused yeah, to audition. Yeah. And Cameron nearly that. didn't give him the role, um, but, but I think Cameron knew because uh, he's he's obviously got a good eye for this. He must have known that that was his Jack. He must have known. Yeah, and and they do work well together. And so you've got this film where everybody knows that it sinks, so you yeah. know the you outcome, know. and yeah. there is still tension when that iceberg warning <laughs> comes out. And 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 every time I watch it, I'm thinking just needs to miss one of those little cubicle things just one bit because yeah. we've heard yeah. we've heard yeah. from nice irish man haven't we he's built a strong yeah. ship but but you know the weakness and 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 the brilliant the brilliant bill paxton oh yeah. bill paxton in present day with annoying elderly rose who i wanted to push into the water with a stupid jewel around her neck oh, yeah i know yeah um, you know everything about this. You know that the captain is going to going to mess it up because he's going to fire up the engine because he's showing off because he wants to get into New York early. They haven't got binoculars in the uh, in the in the spider's nest <laughs> in the yeah. crow's nest, um, and they're just going to totally mess this up. You know there aren't enough boats for the for the uh, posh snobs, so all the people in the steerage are going to die. You know all of these things, and yet every single time you watch that build up. You have chills going down, and it's not even stopped by the horrendous Celine Dion song, <laughs> which was everywhere. It was, it was, it was uh, Costner's uh, uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, oh. all over. And my heart will go on. That song just went on and on and on. <laughs> uh, it's incredible, and 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 they even managed to cast. 
Captain Birdseye as the captain of the Titanic. That bit where he's given a, tea, a, yeah. a lemon tea, I wanted a fish finger sandwich there with him. Where was the fish finger sandwich? For those of you who are uh, listening to this in America, Google Captain Birdseye. You'll know what I mean. Yeah. It's um, it's just the way he looked, isn't it? He was just so perfect. It was brilliant. You know, uh, David Warner plays Thug so well, doesn't he? You know, I think yeah. the ship is going to sink as he's rolling his bullet down the desk, which is supposed to be straight and flush. It is going to be flushed soon, and yeah, but poor, poor Kate Winslet must have been freezing on the first day of her uh, of her filming. And I know there was um, um, health health concerns because they they you know there was I think there was a few times where there was so much water going in and doing doing their own stunts, and and you know so so close to because I get the feeling that James Cameron is 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 very much a. Uh, so this is what you've got to do. So do it. Um, you won't die, but if you do die, uh, you know, like he was just very cold about it. Very, <laughs> you know, very, uh, very logistical and uh, not no empathy at all. Like if they was no. really struggling for being in the water for ten hours, and I know they had this issue on the abyss because uh, they hated all the actors hated working with uh, James Cameron on the abyss. So I could only imagine uh, the Titanic would be something very similar. I mean, yeah. it had a lot more water in uh, in that, so but, to deal with. But the social commentary in Titanic is really profound, you know. Don't you hate rich people? I mean, rich people, they're obnoxious in that film, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, Jack's not much better when he's teaching, um, teaching Rose to, 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 to spit over the balcony. I mean, that's disgusting, isn't it? <laughs> It's, it's but that's the cla that's the class part of of the film, isn't it? The fact that you've got, uh, you know, Jack as uh, the bottom, most bottom of the barrel of of the ship as you can go, and then she's obviously, you know, she's right up there with a, being a princess of the ship. Um, so yeah, I mean, in that respect, it's it's great to see her her lower herself to spitting. You know, and, and on people <laughs> in the water. And, she didn't spit very well, though, did she? <laughs> and and, yeah. and and it's and it's a social it's it's social uh, experiment as as um, the 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 merging of between the difference between steerage and rich um, as as their plight becomes obvious. There's a beautiful moment before that though, where so, where some kids are playing uh, football with a big chunk of ice, and you're like. Yeah, you won't be doing that for that much longer, will you? Um, but yeah, so so and and the breakdown of order and law and order and that poor guy who ends up shooting uh, one of Leo's friends um, before he takes his own life, you know. And and there there are moments that still get me, like the bit where the um the, the and they did the quartet play nearer my god to thee before they go to their watery deaths. There's a lovely little moment where he said where the guy's playing violin is. Never mind, they don't listen to us when we play at dinner either. Yeah, I bet they don't, do they? He was on equity minimum, you know. Yeah. But it's it's just... It, Heartwarming. It's, yeah, well, and freezing at the same time. But it, it's just yeah. a film that, that still works to this day. Did you ever see... Uh, you remember I was saying to you earlier on about I'd watched a few uh, James Cameron documentaries about his sea exploration? Yeah. There's there's one in particular, like for anybody that has has watched and loved Titanic, 
there is a follow-up, if, if you can call it a follow-up, <laughs> a, docu- a documentary that ties in. With yes, it. yes. And that's Ghosts of the Abyss. Yeah, I like um, that. Oh, and now the thing about Ghosts of the Abyss is it's obviously James Cameron. He's a bit of an Indiana Jones of the water. That's great. That's fine. He knows his stuff. He's, he's doing this all off his own back. Um, he's an explorer. But what I wasn't expecting was for him to bring uh, Bill Paxton along for the ride because he had Bill Paxton there in, in, in Titanic in the present day scenes. And he thought it would be a good idea for Bill Paxton to, to kind of be like the viewer's everyman, to, to watch it through Bill Paxton's eyes. Yeah. Now, and again, going back to what happened with the Titan and knowing that it imploded and there is that risk, all of a sudden I'm watching these these kind of documentaries. I'm thinking they really are risking their life. And mm. here we have Bill Paxton, who obviously knows the risks. He's going down there with with, with James Cameron, and I'm and I know that he he survives it. I know that because you know he he died, he died several years later. But I'm still I'm still sweating watching Bill Paxton go down in a submersible down to the Titanic and go round it. And it is just the scariest thing. Yeah. Even though you know that Bill Paxton is fine, you're still living through it because anything could go wrong at any point for him or James Cameron. And that's real life. That's just, and it's fascinating to watch, you know, people like this, um, people that we know in the film industry risking their lives to, to get these shots of, of the Titanic. Yeah. And it's eerie, the shots they get as well. Oh, it really is. Also, it really is. That the Titanic thing that wouldn't happen nowadays because ships can turn much faster. So yeah, I, I was uh, my my uh, my in laws go to uh, go on uh, cruises quite regularly, and and they were yeah. saying they go going up certain places in the fields. There's not enough space for um for them to to, to kind of turn around properly. So the ship pivots, so right. it, it turns literally on a tight circle and turns back around again. Titanic yeah. thing would never happen again. Um, no, no, but. Yeah. But but the, the but you're but you're watching Titanic and you're not watching it for Billy Zane. I mean, he's just kind of passing the time for when the ship splits in two. That's the yeah. bit you're watching for when when the water goes over the bow and it gets up and the end starts coming. And doesn't that look incredible? This massive ship and the end yes. of the Titanic comes yeah. up. Uh, no, it's the yeah. back is the other back goes down. The end, end comes up and then yeah. and then it breaks off and you've got people kind of spinning to their death and you know what's coming next, don't you? Because our, our yeah, superhero, yeah. the true hero, the true star of Titanic makes his half a second debut. I am, of yeah. course, ladies and gentlemen, I am talking about Propeller Man. And go- Google it because there, there are... Um, there are insensitive uh, toys made. <laughs> Bing! <laughs> I love Propeller Man. I, che- I uh, you know, I told you, didn't I? I cheered when Propeller yeah. Man went to his pingy death and everybody yeah. stared at me because it's a really sad moment. It's like... <laughs> oh, it was brilliant. It's better, it's better than the boink from the uh, Stormtrooper who hits his head. But 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 that that even that moment short lived and there's close up so that so that James Cameron doesn't want you to to kind of the the sheer level of death there are individuals so there's poor wee woman with a little baby who you see later kind of as a little frozen child sickle in the in the water there's the vicar yeah. who's who's earnestly praying to his flock before he bounces on one of the railings and dies everybody dies except the rich people who live yeah 
And no, it's, it's it's a terrifying film, isn't it? Yeah, and and Jack's awesome in this bit. Jack's kind of how does he know this? How does he know that you have to hold on and let go just before it goes under the water because you're going to get sucked down? How did he know that Google didn't exist then? No. Now this is some street kid who plays. How does he know that? But he's right. And 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 then we get to the most controversial bit in the entire film, which James Cameron had to had to revisit because of the sheer amount of questions he gets at conventions, and they had to actually do a scientific experiment. And the question is this: If Rose had moved her substantially large fat bum over a bit, would Jack have survived? Yeah. And that's the question everybody wants answers to. But but my interpretation of that would be, if I mean Jack being Jack wouldn't have done anything to risk her not surviving. Now him going on there, even if there was room, him going on there, there is less chance of her survival. So I think he'd, he'd be quite aware that he could probably push her over and get and fit on there. He's the sort of character that was prepared to die to give her more of a chance to live. That's yeah. what I think. That's my interpretation. Yeah, which is a valid point. And and they were traumatised. And doing a scientific exper- experiment in, in, <laughs> a, in a... Yeah, yeah it's, it's and not... And they say that he could, he could have fit? Is it, wasn't that the thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, yeah. They, they found that in two... I think two of the four scenarios they put in, he could have survived. But in that environment where it's freezing cold and you're traumatised as well... Yeah. Um, you, you're not going to say, well, hang on a minute, I'll move over a bit here. No, we need to counterbalance, we need to counterbalance. That, no. Yeah, I mean, him just trying to climb onto the raft could push her in, and that's it. He's on it, he survived, she's she's dead. Yeah, and he, was never, he was never going to let that happen. He wasn't, not, not, not that character. But, yeah, it's still an incredible film. I can't wait for that to hit 4K because I don't, I don't know why they're waiting so long because that is a film made perfect for 4K. That'll look stunning, in it? Yeah, it will. I mean, we've only just got Avatar in 4K and that's taken a while. Yeah, I know, I know. It, it will look good. He's getting there. He's getting there. But, yeah, it, it, it's still an incredible film. It's not a perfect film. There are bits that are annoying. Um, but but the sheer scale of what Cameron does, he is he is the king of the water, isn't he? He is, he is. I mean, he's made it his life. Um, and after watching these documentaries on him, I've I've certainly got a whole new respect for him as a as an explorer and and just as a complete risk taker. Just you just wouldn't expect, you know, a Hollywood filmmaker to uh, to do the kind of things that that he's done. You know, watch watch the documentary where he makes the the world record for the, the the deepest dive ever. That's uh, that's that's a that's a tense watch. But he probably senses the essence of what we've been discussing tonight in this podcast. You know that the, the severely large volumes of water are terrifying. Yeah. You know yeah. you don't need much water to drown. I uh, you know you you only actually probably need forty seven centimeters of water to drown. And the thing with with what James Cameron does, and he said it a few times in his documentaries, um, you know, once he starts, you know, going quite deep down, um, if there is a problem, he won't even know about it because there'll be an implosion and he'll be dead. Um, so, you know, it's just that there is a there is a very a very scary moment where he hears this big clunk and a crack, um, and and your heart goes. You just think. What has caused that? Is he about to die? Um, and and he says, well, you know, 
if I if I if I can question what that sound was, then I'm not going to die because if it was going to be something uh, that, that that could end him, it would have just done it. So. Uh, you know, and that's probably good advice uh, if you're doing anything like that. Uh, if you can think about it after the fact, you'll survive it. Otherwise, you won't have any knowledge about what's happening. Yeah, which is terrifying. Even that, even that thought alone, uh, that that you just won't even know that that something has happened and you're dead. That that's how quick it would be. But don't you think it's a it's a really scary? This is what these films. This is what cameras obsessed with. This is why yeah. these films are uh, get so much traction. That, that that our planet is three quarters covered with water, um, and and that is a very dangerous st- statistic for us who can't breathe under it without some sort of apparatus. And to explore uh, some of these depths is, um, yeah, as Cameron has proved, it's. You know, you, you, you are risking your life uh, just to, to you know, even get a glimpse of what's down there. And, he, you know, he's, he's still gone nowhere near to the bottom of the ocean. Um, maybe nobody ever will. Maybe not, not in I, our lifetime. I think the pressure's too much. I don't think you, they'll we'll yeah. be able to build a, a craft that's sufficiently strong enough to withstand the, the water pressure that far down. You need alien materials, which we haven't got yet. No, because there aren't any aliens <laughs> yet. We discovered it. We 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 discussed this last week, didn't we? In arrival. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, and 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 there there is this. It's the same with 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 fire. Anything that's elemental, anything that that is that is. Uh, but backdraft is a good example of fire, I guess, isn't it? You know, they don't work to script, you know, a a bit of fire, a bit of water or whatever. It's not acting. It's being what it will be. And it doesn't know the difference between someone playing a character and an actress or an actor. It's going to do the same thing to them as the character they're playing. I find there's an element of realism to that when you think about it. Yeah. You know, when they were shivering in the sea, when they're floating around at the end of Titanic, they were probably pretty cold. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're never going to get to the stage where, you know, we can we can we can be safe around these these huge sort of forces of nature and and it's understandable that people make films that prey on that because that's the nature of horror and action, isn't it? Yeah, I mean this is this is why, you know, underwater is is one of our main go-to fears when we're watching these kind of films. It doesn't even matter if you're on the water, like obviously Jaws has proven, you know, open water, um, underwater horror. I tend to get a little bit more scared because there's a lot more of a claustrophobic angle to it. Uh, there's there's more there's more uh, longer ways of, of of dying, which is is terrible. I, I mean, a shark attack uh, might be an easier way to go than 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 you know. Uh, the claustrophobic, uh, you know, drowning, and uh, the abyss has showed me I never want to drown. No, there's not a, a panic, and and look at I mean, look at the tragedy in 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 the uh, Casino Royale, the Bond film, you know, where where you've got um, uh, uh, Vesper yeah. who's who's dies in in a in a lift. You know, the panic. Yeah. You know, it's it's horrible. It's a tragic, horrible, horrible way to go. That's yeah. why waterboarding is so successful as a as a form of of, of torture. 
because you can't yeah. fight that 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 panic. Yeah, whenever you say that, I just think of Jack Bauer. Yeah, I know. Damn it! <laughs> I've done that for ages. I know you, you. You yeah, you haven't you haven't you haven't used the the audio clip on this this show yet, have you? No, no, because I have to preload it. So, so I should put a note to myself: insert "damn it" audio clip here, and then I'll forget to do it, and I'll look like a willy. Um, a few of those. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, but I just, I just, I love the, I love the B movie element. So we talked about the the the, show, the films that aren't that good, but yeah. I, I still want a new shiny big water disaster movie. Yeah. I I don't think this is the the end of it. I mean, I don't know if you've I don't know if you've seen. Uh, I guess, I guess one of the the latest uh, uh, underwater uh, movies is is one called Underwater. That's a surprising yeah. title. What's that about? I then? know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, they stay on dry land. It's a total surprise. Luckily, it's self-explanatory. <laughs> Uh, you, you'd, you'd be very disappointed if it was a uh, land shark disguised <laughs> under the title underwater, wouldn't you? Underwater, and they're sitting on their lounge eating popcorn. <laughs> um, but it, 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 it's, it's. I think it's. I've got a feeling it's Netflix uh, that, that's got it. Um, but it's uh, it's a deep sea drilling company, um, obviously trying to. You know, it sounds like James Cameron if he if he worked for a deep sea drilling company, um, and they're just drilling right down, and they're trying to, you know, get to the the bottom of this thing, and uh, and something comes through, and you know, it's the classic uh, the Meg type thing, but it's very it's very sinister, very dark in tone, um, and um, yeah, I I really liked it. It was it was it was you know, it kind of reminded me of some of the eighties. Uh, style um, horror underwater movies like Leviathan and uh, Deep Star Six. So if you're a fan of, of of films where they've actually kind of got like an, an underwater base and, and the Abyss as well, the, it's very similar to the Abyss um, in that kind of in that kind of manner. So if you like those kind of films, um, Underwater 2020, that's my honourable mention of a of a fairly recent. Uh, film that's that's just like those. I'm just going to see if it's on. Um, oh. Well, that's disappointing. It's not on uh, on Netflix. Oh, that's a shame. I think that's where I ended up watching it. So maybe their uh, maybe their maybe their deal ran out with with Netflix. Uh, uh, yeah, trying try and locate it somewhere because it is a uh, it's um, it's a very good watch. Very very tense. And you still get elements of, of this sort of horror, don't you? In 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 other films, like I was watching uh, Olympus Has Fallen um, mm-hmm. uh, the other day, and 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 the poor president's uh, wife dies underwater as the, as the, uh, as, the as the presidential um, car hits goes off a bridge and hits hits an icy lake. She ain't coming back from that. No, unless it's a Marvel film. No, and and for for years it made me wonder why people who suddenly hit the water from a very high feet, a high high level, die. Body mass hitting huge water causes massive, massive internal damage. 
you know, yeah. and, and you kind of forget. You think, oh, well, l- 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 um, land over, you know, j- over water. That's fine. No, yeah. because it's still going to kill you. Yeah, water is a I mean, very, very dangerous place. Yeah, I don't know what the, I don't know what the number. Is. I'm sure there's a, there's a, there's a safety number, but um, you know, when you see people jumping off, um, like on holiday or whatever, and, and they're jumping off these huge, you know, like mountainous rock things and they you know it looks like they're going quite far down and you think oh that's going to break some legs or the neck or their head or the legs or the you know and you just like you just took panic for these people so i don't know what the number is but yeah it's just even that's scary i'm going to google it now how far can i jump into water before i die how high up yeah can you can you jump into water before you die this is a morbid Google search. I think people need to know. Uh, how would you how would you measure it though? You, you know, <laughs> yeah, a bit, bit of estimating. Is, yeah, is, uh, best you can. Like like you know, with me and my forty seven centimeters. Right. So Stone states that jumping from one hundred fifty feet, forty six meters, or higher <laughs> on, higher on land. And 250 (laughs) feet, 76 metres or more on water is 95 to 98% fatal. Yeah. So, 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 you know, like a stunt person falling out of a plane or a helicopter or something. um, Yeah. Is, is, yeah. So anything higher than, yeah, anything higher than 76 metres, you're probably going to die because of the, 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 I assume the impact or whatever. Understandable. Yeah, so so this isn't just an informative and entertaining show. We give you facts that could save your lives. We we want to save lives with this show. Don't don't fall out of an airplane. Yeah, so if your airplane's crashing and you notice it's it's seventy six meters or above, uh, yeah, wait wait till it gets further down. Yeah, yeah, just just wait till (laughs) it gets further down before you jump out, and then you might survive. Unless, of course, the water is inhabited by lots of sharks, and then you're probably going to die anyway. Yeah. If indeed you actually um, survive all the concussion and everything else, and there don't happen to be snakes on your plane, because that's bad as well. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of bad there's a lot of bad ways you can die. Just don't leave the house. Yeah, just just stay in your house. Yeah, don't, don't leave the house. Moving forward. Right. Well, I, I think we're we're pretty much uh, at the end of the show. Uh, have you any any other thoughts that you want to share with our audience? And Alan, uh, only, only that we've, we've ended it on a perfect high again. Um, <laughs> made people feel good about themselves. They're excited <laughs> about their adventures underwater in planes, uh, jumping off. Uh, rock, rockage is rockage. Rockage. That's a great <laughs> word. <laughs> I just made that up. Rockages. I'm sure people will find it. Uh, yeah, but 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 equally, perhaps we shed some light on the fact that why these films are are so prolific and, and, and why we love them as much because there's an inbred fear of, which 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 is why we like horror films I guess isn't it we like yeah. that kind of uh, that that stimulation of our of our in in inbred fear the swing in being scared um, and and you know and I think it's you know if it, if it's like like you know for for me anyway like these these underwater stations I know I'm never gonna be in in an underwater station, just like I know I'm never going to be on a spaceship. Um, so these these are the kind of things where you feel kind of safe, knowing that's never going to happen to you, but it still 
clicking into some of your uh, anxieties anyway, you know, drowning or there being no air or, you know, like it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're never going to experience some of these things. Um, it can still tap into certain anxieties you have. And that's what horror is. Horror done right is going to tap into your, your fears uh, and your anxieties. And, and there is something quite morbid about that. If you, that if you, the, the, if you kind of, you know, hunt down some of these, these kind of horror films, like, like, like why why are we trying to scare ourselves like this i've never i've never known the answer to that no no and and i'd like to leave my final point uh, in the uh, in this world of global warming and and uh, warming of our seas um it won't be very long uh, before the the majority of the uk waters uh, are surrounded by great white sharks um so that's a nice thought isn't it to leave you with uh, on, on that <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, no, i on that note, i say i should say Sleep well, children. <laughs> Mind the land sharks. <laughs> Mind the land sharks don't bite. <laughs> we shall see you next week. Uh, thank you very much, as always, Mr. Lane. That was a wondrous uh, experience of, of, of cold water. <laughs> see you next week. Take care.